there is a confusion about where the battle is. And I, I believe that I've been, I've been deceived at times. I'm sure that every one of us has. There is a battle that goes on in front of us that we cannot see. And often we get caught up in those things around us. And we think that's where Satan is. When sometimes we actually blame Satan on some things. We actually, this, that's the devil right there. And we get caught up in that. But I believe today, and we're going to go back and we're going to cover this again. I want to, first of all, make sure that we understand Christ's position in our battles. Okay? So I want to first go back to Ephesians. And I want to make sure that we get this in our minds, in our hearts, that whatever we talk about today, we will understand where Christ sits. And I don't know about you, when I read this, and it says in Ephesians 1, 20, 21, it says, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead and seated him, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms or heavenly places. And it says, far above, and this is what I love, I love that, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. We have to understand that Christ is over all. All authority, the Bible says, has been given to him. There means there's none left over for any other being. Satan has been created. He is a created being by God. He is nothing to God. He means there's no threat to God. Satan is no threat to him. And so we have to understand that when he seated Christ at that seat, he is in a seat of authority. He is king. And there is nothing Anyone can ever do, whether it be Satan or anything, can go and dethrone him or put him off his seat. That's, what, that's final. And he is overall. What I love about the word, it says that we as Christians are seated with him in those heavenly places. I don't know about that. I see, he said, at his right hand, and we call it the throne of judgment. That's Christ sits on a throne. We seat with him. That's what you and I have as believers. That's a good thing. Now, if we understand who he is, where he is, then let's understand who we are. And when we go into battle, it's not like, oh, I can't believe it. We go into it like, I understand who he is and who I am. And you have no business in this. You have to understand that you already have victory. He's already done it. All things were finished on the cross. There's no keys now in Satan's hand. He does not want you to know that. His greatest war is in your mind, and he will stay there as long as you keep him there. And I don't care how long you've been saved, Satan's, he is after your mind, and he'll do whatever he can to do that. And when I go, let's go on to what we talked about last week too, before we move on. Our struggle we understand the word struggle is to wrestle. It is a hand-to-hand -hand combat. It is close. It is encountering him. It's to feel him. It's to look for his weaknesses. He looks for yours. He wants to take you down, and you want to take him down. And you're not going to say, well, he's here, and he's gone now. I don't feel him anymore. That's a lie. The struggle means that you sit and you pin him down. You understand where he is now, but he's going to come back another opportune time. So we are to pin we are to wrestle him to the floor and make sure he stays there. And so the fight is never over until you're released from it. 
And it says where our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not with each other. It's not with anything to do with flesh or anything to do with blood. It's against the authorities and against the powers of this world's darkness. It's against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. We understand that Christ is over all. He's over all these things. And we're seated with him. But he's going to equip us to do battle for him. How many people here right now face a battle? Every one of us. If you're a born-again believer, it may not be evident. It may not be evident. You may not see it in someone sick in the family. It may not be shown its face to you in that way. But every one of us is in it. There's no way. When you said yes to Jesus, and that's not to scare you. That means you are victorious. But you are facing it today. And if you're confused what that looks like, he's already entered your mind. And he may already captivated it. So let's go on today. I want to go back into the full armor. And it says in Ephesians 6.13, it says, Therefore, take up. That means to pick up, to put on. The full armor of God, which is meaning, if you look at the Greek, it means every weapon. Pick up every weapon necessary. I love that because God says it's from me. I give it to you. And what I give you is all that you need. That means you don't have to say, well, I'm confused about this. I'm not sure what to do. He has given you every weapon that you need. That means when you stand up and you put that on, it says there's nothing that enemy can do to you to overcome you. No weapon formed against me will ever prosper. That means when I stand and I have it on, there is nothing that Satan and any of his demons can ever do to me to put me off track. There's no victory in his way. But here's where it happens, right here. This is where it happens. And so when you start to think of things other than what he says, then you can find yourself on the mat, pinned. I don't want to be pinned. So it says, and, and I want you to get this, the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes listen to me he's already strategized is that the right word Strate I like that one better <laughs> strategies he's already done it he's a teacher that's why he's better than me he's good sometimes you say something doesn't come out right you're like that's not a word you know what I mean close enough right and, and he does, he sets things up. He plans for a day. He looks for opportune times. It means he seeks who he can devour, and he's watching. He says, here, this is what I'm going to do. And he makes it that day. So if you think he's always around doing little things, he comes in for a day. He says, I have planned it. This is what I've strategized. Strategy? Strategized? Why have I got it? How come I got a D in there? Strategize. Thank you. Boy, that's just tough for me today. I'm just going to leave that one out. Can I, anybody have a, another word I can use? Planned? I don't like that one as well. Designed? Well, I like it when it's war. How many people understand the word? It is, it is, it isn't it? I have to use that word. I put a D in instead of a G, but anyway. Uh, jize, strategize. How's that sound? I'll have to really work on that one. And so it says when the evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground which means you already own something. As a believer, you own something. You have property. And he didn't care less about the earth. He has everything to do with ground he wants, and that's you. And that's others. He's all concerned with people. He has no concern with earth. So when you stand ground, you stand for ground. And you stand for other ground. I stand with ground with you. I stand with your hearts. I am with you. 
This is what God wants, is our attention on each other. This is the ground. This is the church. He doesn't need physical ground. And so when I stand my ground, I stand for me, and I stand for you. And that's where our minds need to be. It has nothing to do with anything else. It means the hearts of people where he resides. The hearts become sacred when God's presence comes in. We guard sacred things. And those who do not know him, we go after so that they would have the same sacred heart where God's spirit will come and live in you. Then we hold. We hold ground. And then Satan cannot come. We hold it and we stand. We stand our ground. And having done everything, we will still stand. And then we'll let him know where he is. Let's go on. I want to get this. I think it's really going to help us in 2 Corinthians. This story, this, this, I think it's going to give us the right framework to work from. So can we do that today? 2 Corinthians 10. Let's go with 3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh. How many people are glad that one day this thing is going to be buried? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Woo! Okay. My wife was just saying there's times when you're just reminded that the, the days of the 20s are over. The 30s came, the 40s came, and now the 50s are upon me. Okay, there was a day that I'm going to let it all go, and isn't it good that it's going to be buried? And I don't care what it looks like. You can, honey, you can throw me in the backyard. And bury me with jasmine. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. He doesn't need this thing. This thing has no use to God. It's not. The Bible says it's a seed. Once it's planted in the ground, it doesn't take this form. It will never have this form again, thank God. It's going to be much better than this. So when he says we walk in the flesh, isn't it good that one day we won't walk in the flesh? That we'd be saved in walking with him. Oh, well, day come. We do not war according to the flesh. That's what we have to understand. We're in it, but we're not waging war with it. And so when you feel that you're going to rally, anybody get angry sometimes and you feel yourself just getting stirred? Ooh. Driving a car, someone pulls out in front of you, this is a test. Do you ever feel yourself get stirred? Don't you? And any time that you're five minutes behind, isn't everybody going slow? Where did you get your license? Why are you going so slow? You just... Isn't it? And why we're so in a hurry, you know? It's like I'm running behind. And you know what I'm saying? It's flesh. It gets in the way. According, we do not do war according to that thing, the flesh. And if it does, if you're getting kind of anxious, you can kind of ask yourself, where is my mind going here? For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely. I love this, divinely. What does that mean? God. Divinely powerful. For the destruction of fortresses. Now, I don't know about you. If anybody built a fort when they were little, I did. My brother and I built forts in the hay. I wouldn't trust them. There's times when we build them up nice and high. We jump in the hay. Remember, the, anybody live on a farm before like me? Oh, the hay? We used to make hay forts. Dig in there. We make them out of the bales. Dad used to hate it when we break the bales. But anyway, we put the bales up. We built a fort. We'd be in there. And it's so, it felt like you're safe. Nobody knows I'm in here. And then the thing comes down on you. You're like, well, anyway, some of those didn't work. So, but it's fortress. To, to build a fortress is to build safety around you. It's to build protection, right? It's to like, and so when it's built around you, you feel like you're in, invincible. 
But it says, this kind of power, divine power, is to take down the fortresses of the enemy. So he builds up safe places, places he builds up in the minds of people. Well, you're thinking, and he says, well, this is where I'm going to, this is where war is, is in the mind. And so I'm building up safety. It takes divine weapons to bring them down. See, you can't reason through it. You can't do it on your own. And if you think that you can do it on your own, you're in trouble. What you've got to think is, okay, I need God's divine weapons to take this down. You can't go to a psychologist and think it through. A person who's ready to commit suicide, you're not going to think your way through that. You can't do it. And anyone else that thinks they can, well, I'm just going to sit down and reason about this. All i got to do is talk it out. That's, that's a lie. So if your mind is there and he's building up those walls and he's going to do it as soon as he gets opportune time, he's looking for one who will devour. What's that mean? He comes into the mind and builds up fortresses. He's devoured you. All right here. I haven't seen God. I don't know. I haven't seen him move. Lie. Well, I feel like I'm in a wilderness. Lie. Do you see how you can start to build? And he does it. He will do it. He builds the fortresses in your mind when you give him an opportune time. Well, I don't know why that person wasn't healed. I pray for him. Does his word really mean? Lie. You see, we, we are lied to all the time. He is the father of lies. He will lie. If you listen to the voice, he will build walls. And what will take those down isn't you, isn't anyone else, unless the word of God is brought into it. The knowledge of Jesus is brought into it. When you say it doesn't compare, it doesn't match God's knowledge, just Jesus' knowledge doesn't say this. What's that mean? You've been lied to. And there's a wall, which means I've got to take the word of God in the knowledge of Jesus, compare it, keep those thoughts captive and say, no, that doesn't line up. I've been lied to. You see how the wall comes down? The wall will only come down in your mind when the word of God is used. When the spirit of God leads you into all truth, leads you into his word, the word will bring down the wall. You say, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm taking every thought captive. That doesn't line up. Why am I feeling this way? You've been lied to. And you listen. And there's a wall. And now you're able to see. There's a wall. There's a wall. It must come down. How's it going to come down? Divine, powerful weapons will bring down those fortresses. I love that. Christ came to destroy the works of the enemy. So that's the work of the enemy. He's right there doing it. He's messing with our minds. Get us to think something. Let's look at destruction of fortresses. A fortress, it means, a, is in definition, is a strong defense or a stronghold. I like this because wrestling is strongholds. I was going to bring you back up again because you're ready. I'm not going to do that. Is there a young girl in here? <laughs> stronghold. That means when you're wrestling, there are some strongholds going on. I'm looking for weaknesses, and to get a weakness, I've got to use my strength to see it. When I work through somebody and I'm in a wrestling move and I'm working towards him, I'm looking for a place of weakness. means I've got to apply some pressure. I've got to know what's, okay, there's a weakness. He's not very strong in his arm. That gives me a chance. So think about this. In your wrestling match with your enemy, he's looking for weaknesses. And when he sees that weakness, he will come in 
and he will lie to you. He is the father of lies. And when you start to believe that lie, he gave him foothold. Anger is another one. Foothold of the enemy. It is heavenly fortified containment. It is a false argument in which a person seeks shelter. It is a safe place to escape reality. The devil doesn't want you to know reality. He doesn't know. He, there's two kingdoms. Everybody know this? Let's make the, tonight, we'll just, today I should say, let's separate the two kingdoms by this table. Over here to my right is the kingdom of God. Yay! It's a good place to be. I'm sorry, guys. It's, I got to do this. Over here is the kingdom of darkness. That means you love darkness. Isn't, yeah, you're all thinking, what? I sit over here today. And so this is the difference. And over there, you, this is the scene. You see this. You see illness. You see people die, commit suicide, all of these. You see it all the time. And in that is sick. It's dark. And over here in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, is like a pearl that's buried. Man discovers it. And when he discovers this, the preciousness of this, I'm going to sell everything that I own so that I can buy this field because I found the kingdom. This is precious over here. This is beautiful. But we can't see this. So what does our mind do when something comes in and the, and the devil lies to you? We tend to go towards this side. We tend to go, well, we're fighting darkness. We're, we forget that our position is here. This is where we fight from. This looks a lot easier when you're in the light. When you're standing here, well, I sit with Jesus Christ, the right hand of God the Father. I sit with him in heavenly realms. I'm more than a conqueror. There's no weapon formed against me, whoever prospers me. When I stay in the light and I fight from here, I win. But if I find myself over here in flesh and blood, and I'm fighting over here, you see, now I can't get past it. I'm in darkness. I'm fighting against it, and and, and the liar, I'm starting to believe that I won't be healed. I'm starting to believe that my mother is going to die. I'm starting to believe, see these things will come. And you can't fight from here. He's lied to you. And before you know it, there's a wall of protection. He's building it. So he protects from the weapons of God. He builds it. And you start believing it. I don't want to stay here. This is dark. I want, to, I want to fight this, but I'm going to fight it from here. It says to be like a child. Only a child will see the kingdom of God. Only a child that's faithful and trusting will see the kingdom. You see, we want to fight from here, folks. We don't want to fight from over there. And don't let the enemy pull you there. We're not going to fight flesh and blood. We're not going to use the same weapons. We've got to use divine weapons. We've got to remain in the light. We've got to be about his word. Let the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, come and give you perspective. Come to him. Christ is the answer. Come to him. What? How do you do that? Well, let me come to him. I'm going to open up my word. And I say, Jesus, I come to you today. I'm facing something. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let the liar come. I want you to speak to me. Speak to me in your word that I may learn. And from your word, I fight from my position. I fight from, I fight from seated at the right hand with Jesus. 
I, I fight from those heavenly realms that I'm seated with the one who rules over all. He's not threatened. He's not worried. Why am I? The kingdom of God. The Bible says, we talked about this on Saturday. This is an interesting discussion. Sue, I know you brought up an interesting discussion on Saturday in our class. Very interesting about healing and what we, what we as people deal with when we pray for somebody. We don't see that happening. And we, we have a struggle with that. Anybody struggle with that when you know God's word says one thing and you're not seeing that. And the struggle is, is Lord, am I, and you start to take some blame to yourself. Maybe, maybe this is not my gift. And anybody has ever done that before? We fight with that. We don't understand what, but the, the key is this. If we, if we stay in the kingdom of light, uh, let God and his righteousness cover us and that we can see clearly and how to address those things in darkness. Lord, how do I do this? What should I do? There is a need there and you're sending me. I'm not going to do it from over here where I'm caught in the middle of this and I'm emotional and I'm getting stressed out and God, I don't know how to handle this. Lord, are you listening to me? You do it from here, seated with Jesus. And you look at that thing thinking, that's nothing. That's nothing. I'm going to treat, keep my trust in you, Jesus. I'm going to keep that light all around me. I'm going to stay in this light, and I'm going to fight from here. I'm going to hold my position. I'm going to stand and stand again. You, and I'll take it on. And whatever that is in your life, if it's illness, if it's, if it's sickness, if it's a person in your family that wants to commit suicide, most devastating news you can get, whatever it is, you stand in the light of the gospel and trust him. And when you're ready to face it, you stand your ground. Do not leave that position to come into another area that's dark and confusing. And you find yourself using the same weapons. The word of God is true. Does he heal all the time? I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't understand that. But the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, the gift of knowledge, and the gift of tongue and interpretation, and the praise language, and all these things that God gives us as gifts, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's magnificent. But they're used in the light of his gospel. There's no confusion here. I'm not confused, and I'm not struggling. I'm not, if I'm struggling with his word and what's happening, someone's lying to me. And I'm not listening to it anymore. I'm not letting him build up any walls in my mind. I will stand on what the word says, and I'll stand again. I will stand in this light, and I may not even understand, but I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand. There's nothing anyone is going to do to change that. Nothing. You can't lie to me, Satan, and you're not using any walls to lie to me. I'm going to stay in your word, and I know it's true. And no one's going to move me. No one is going to build a fortress in my mind that stands up against the knowledge of Christ. Watch and see what happens here. Proverbs 20, 21, 22 says this, A wise man scales the city of a mighty, of the mighty, and brings down the fortress or stronghold in which they trust. One wise man in the kingdom of God one wise man that stays focused on his word. The wisdom of God comes to those who listen. One wise man can scale a city where Satan has built fortresses and lies. And you can take it down. You, 
one wise man. That's the power of God's wisdom. You can take it down. What did I just do? Hmm, that's interesting. You see when I did that, it went bunk. Did I switch it? Why is this one off? That's weird. <laughs> that was just really strange. Do you see that? Anyway, let's not worry about that. Let's go on. So one wise man can do this. One wise man can take down the stronghold. That means it's all found in what? Wisdom. It's all found in the mind. What do you fill your mind with? Is it the things of God? It's his word. It's the wisdom of the Lord. It will bring down any stronghold in your mind or someone else's mind. You want to reason with somebody? Don't reason on your own. Don't use the weapons of the enemy. Don't use human reasoning. Use his word. Sit down. The best thing you can ever receive in confusion is his word. Best thing you can ever get. Because it brings light. It illuminates. Nothing else you can do. You can't bring it. God's weapon will. Divine weapon. Let's go on. Ooh, I like this. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing. Rised up against what? So where is the war? He says it right here. It's not with flesh and blood. He says, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against what? The knowledge of God. That's the thing that you must protect is the knowledge of God. The knowledge, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The knowledge of him. Paul says this, nothing else compares to it. Everything else is of rubbish compared to the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of God. You've got to protect it. You have to protect it. He'll give it. You protect it. It says here, up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and we are ready to punish all disobedience. I don't know about you. There's something threatening to that. Whenever your obedience is complete. Wow. That's so, we could spend a year on that. That is, am, that is so amazing. So what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to build up speculations. And every lofty thing. He's trying to rise it above the knowledge of Jesus. And if you're not careful, it'll rise above in your knowledge of Jesus. To where you start to doubt. What did Jesus say? What, was, what am I supposed to do? You don't know what to do. You, are you in his word? Are you reading? Are you, are you learning? Are you wise? Are you listening to him? And is he telling you? He's speaking. Are you listening? You see, he will speak to you every time you go into that place. Lord, I lack wisdom. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask God. And he that finds no favoritism will grant that unto him or her. He promises I'll give it. So why are we confused? Because something has already started in our mind. There is a wall being built to confuse you, to protect what he has done, the stronghold. He will build a stronghold in your mind every opportunity he can. There is false teaching going on today. No one is preaching the word. If there is no word pre preached and there's no sin preached and Jesus lift up above all, then what are you teaching? It has got to be about this. This is where the war is. And so many people have allowed these lofty ideas and, 
and, and every lofty thing above and speculations all rise above the knowledge of Jesus. And they don't see the knowledge anymore. The light of the gospel has been blinded because the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who do not believe so that they cannot see what? The glory of Jesus Christ. His knowledge of him. So there's where the devil lies. That's what he's planning on you and me. That's his directive. So what does it mean? I don't know, lofty thing? What? Speculations? A speculation is a reasoning, a thinking, or a concept. It's reasoning that reflects someone's values. It's a thinking. It's a, it's a, whatever you want to find out there, you read a book and say, wow, that's, that's impressive. Psychologically, that's amazing. And, and you find yourself, if it's not according to his word, it is a lofty idea. Lifted up high. It's a reasoning that so you have an argument with someone about Jesus. Well, that doesn't make sense. I'm a logical kind of guy. I can't think that way. What? Really? So you allow these lofty ideas and speculations to rise above the knowledge of Christ? What? Goes on all the time. Well, I can't reason through that. Really? Maybe you shouldn't reason through it. Where's faith in this? Every lofty thing, personal or institutional acts of defense, an elevated place or thing. That's what we're speaking of here. Raised up against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus. That's number one. Number two, it says taking every thought captive. Taking every thought, every thought. I don't know if that means, that means every thought. That means every thought that comes into your mind has an opportunity for the enemy to say, yep, that, that, that's, oh, they're keeping that one. Mm-hmm. Let's build a fortress around that concept right there. Because they've received this one. They didn't take this captive. They didn't compare it to Jesus. They didn't compare it to his word. So there it is. It's being built. You can't see past it now. Now that thing has become a value in your life. You're living your life according to that precept, that idea, that lofty thing that's raised itself up. It says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Wow. To his obedience. The man without sin. The, the God that came in human form to show us the way. His obedience to the cross. Everything was handed down. Hmm. The greatest of all stories. So when they think, Lord, God, help me with this. Jesus, you humbled yourself to take this on. Ah, how can, you see, the obedience of Christ. Every thought captive to that. To the obedience and then three it says and to be ready to punish all disobedience whenever your disobedience is complete which means God has planned in every believer a obedience that is completed not saying we won't fall short but we always are striving to be obedient to his word to his word to what he's telling us to do I must submit myself that I will die, the flesh will die, so that his spirit will live in me. To die, I must die. Paul says it. Die to yourself daily. Die to the flesh. Don't let it rise up against you. Die to that flesh. And then once we receive that, we can then become, we know in the church there are some that grab hold. And some are being disobedient. And I don't mean that they're lost. 
they need Jesus and they're coming to him. We all, we all know when we began our trip with Jesus, we're not, our knowledge was very little and we didn't do things all the way soundly. But as we grow, it says if someone comes in your church and starts to teach or start to do something that is not lining up to his obedience, then we are to shut it down. You call them out. Paul had to call it out. You read that context. He says, I must come because there's been false teaching. Those who rise up in places of authority to rise up in what? Speculations. Lofty things above the knowledge of Christ. They're not teaching Jesus and his knowledge and the God. They're teaching these other things that rise above. You can't have that. If that ever happens, we are to shut it down. That's not true. Where do you find that in the Word of God? Why do you believe that way? You show me in God's Word first. Well, I don't know where it is in God's Word, so why do you open your mouth? If you don't know it's from Him or from what He's established, there's nothing else that's more established in His Word here. We use it. Quiet. Does it line up? Okay, it lines up. The knowledge of God says it demolishes what is opposed to Christ it takes thoughts captive it brings us into the obedience of Christ that's what the knowledge of God will do that's how precious the Bible is if you struggle in reading God's Word let me tell you if you just know this that the knowledge of God the knowledge of God demolishes what is opposed to Christ that's how you take the cup thought captive that doesn't line up how do you know because you know God's word that doesn't line up shut it down take it captive it says then it takes thoughts captive isn't that nice I don't have I don't work in confusion Lord I don't quite understand well where do I go let me see what your word says mm -hmm. that doesn't line up that's a lie that's a lie lastly it brings what us into the obedience of love the power of his word it's for you and I the devil wants to lie to you the word will never lie to you I'll tell you the truth therefore take up the former of God so that you will be able to resist the evil day that day he's planned every moment he's planned it says and having done everything to stand firm unmovable to stand firm hold your position stand prepared full of courage and ready and focused on his battle that's what the Lord wants from us father we thank you Lord for this day Lord we haven't even got to the armor yet but Lord I thank you for giving us an understanding of the battle Lord we do not want to be confused of the battle before us but Lord we do not want to be in darkness we don't want to be lied to we don't want to be allowing Satan to build up these fortresses in our mind about who he thinks what we want to believe in what you say. Lord, we want to stand in your light of the gospel. We want to know. We want to understand. Lord, we want to fight from our position in you. We don't want to leave your seat. We want to fight with you. We thank you so much for your word. It is good. In Jesus' name, amen.